Listeners are advised, this podcast contains coarse language, themes of an adult nature, and inappropriate thoughts about boy bands. And inappropriate thoughts by boy bands, motherfucker. Good morning. Hello, Amy Long. Zoe Linkson. You're not even going to say hello. Hi. Hi. I said good morning. Oh, okay. Excellent. Carry yeah, on. It's not morning. <laughs> I need to stop saying it. You know how we started off going, I need to stop saying this. I need to stop saying it. I really need to stop saying carry on because it's like I'm giving you instructions. You know, when you tell me about things that you notice you say all the time, I then notice it because I've never noticed that. <laughs> and then when I edit, I'm like, oh, that's really grating now. Now that it's been pointed out to me. <laughs> I don't notice it. I didn't notice your ums okay. till you pointed them out. And I... now I want to stab you every time you say um. <laughs> um anyway. <laughs> so I think it's... I find myself more annoying than any other human being. Oh, I know. Me. Mm. Someone said to me in our group chat this week, uh, the take that fan group chat, that... Why am I not a member? I can't believe I've not had Are an invite. Are you coming to opening night? No. So she said, oh, I hate the sound of my own voice recorded. And I was like, mate, I just had to get over that really fucking fast. <laughs> so, yeah. And here we are. Episode 13? Episode 13. I am currently in Sheffield for opening night of the Take That Tour. Odyssey. I, I don't want to call you a liar, but you're on the sofa, eh? When... The For podcast people <laughs> listen to this, I will be in Sheffield. So this is going out on a- the much-lauded April the 12th. Yes, yes, yes. Let's take that opening night. How exciting. I can't wait, mate. I cannot fucking wait. I April the 12th, I will be two and a half weeks and only £150 away <laughs> from my own preparations. £150 for- in money? No, wait. I, <laughs> as soon as I've lost lost one hundred and fifty pounds, I'm ready for tour. So if we could just two and a put half everything weeks. on the back burner. Okay, what's that week? I don't know. It's fifty pounds. I was a week. discussing with Ronnie the other week that I think the only way I'm going to lose the amount of weight I want to lose before tour is to lose a limb. So I'm going to cut off a leg. Probably and a leg. I've been having mm. really bad problems with my right knee, so that's the one that I've pinpointed for going. Okay, good. You know that when they do surgery on a limb, they draw a big arrow saying this one, <laughs> and they write on the other one, not this one. So I might just, just do that <laughs> for a laugh. Not that I'm ever going to be wandering around in booty shorts or a bikini for people what? to see that. Why wouldn't you, mate? But it I will mean... amuse me every time I get into the shower. <laughs> right. You could have it tattooed on. <laughs> anyway, so what else has been happening in the boy band world this week? We know about the boy band con. We assume you have all watched it by now. And listened to our incredibly in-depth review. Yeah, so let us know what your thoughts are on that. I'm oh yeah, sure we didn't will. end last week's episode. Um, so we didn't end this week's minisode by inviting everyone to join in. I don't think we in. call it a Because <laughs> <laughs> it's about four it's hours long. special. It's a special Okay, episode. excellent. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But do join us. So I, there was a little conversation already going on Facebook that I started the day it came out. So come there and join us and let us know what you think on Twitter and Insta as well. Because you know we love talking about Lou Pearlman more than possibly we love talking about our own boy bands. When you said you know we love talking, I thought that was the end of the sentence. Because <laughs> I have been accused this week of loving talking. And I'm like, it's a podcast. <laughs> if we don't talk, there's no show. Yeah. Anyway. Very good point. So, other big news this week, Amy? The boys are back. <laughs> so exciting. And again, we're taking complete credit for this. Right? Thank you. Because the very day our five episode came out, five announced a massive tour 
around the UK, and it's not till next year, which gives <laughs> me a whole year to just build up more and more excitement. It is five, nine one one, everyone's new favourite boy band. A1 and Damage are going on a co-headline tour. There is a ton of dates that start in March 2020. The tickets will they'll be on sale now. So the pre-sale was the Monday just gone. They're doing VIP. So the VIP is with all four boy bands. I can't, oh my God, I just can't. And it's only this. like £67. That's like... And what what members? Not? So there's three in 911. Three in five. Three so that's six people there's four in damage and four in the other one a1 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 14 so for 67 pound 50 14 boy band members this is amazing do you reckon they'll let us interview them in the main group probably not <laughs> i mean if we're the only ones there maybe oh yeah i've already done a little reach out not a reach around she definitely thinks i mean reach around I already, <laughs> we're banned from saying reach out in the office as well so the the head of news oh, hates the go, term oh, i just thought i'd reach out and yeah it see. hates it because it's what pr's put in the email yeah. i just thought i'd reach out the possibility of this story oh fuck off but yeah i've already attempted to make contact with the people that are um, in charge of it to see if we can't get a little right have you offered them a reach around <laughs> maybe that's the way it is maybe not Luke Holman week maybe Come this on. is where I'm failing so far it's like I've not been oh classic <laughs> yeah so it's and we're completely taking credit because it yeah. happened the day our five episode came out yes. it's the second boy band we've somewhat reunited and, and I have coined it Boy band dippity. Boy band dippity. So we've talked a lot about nine one one. We've met nine one one recently. Yeah. Obviously, our five episode came out. We discussed day one and how we're huge fans, and we're definitely going to their <laughs> their shows. So actually, it is. Our... There's been a lot of discussion about five as well. Our failed attempt to see them because they cancelled. Exactly. So we have done this. We've got Jonas back together. You're welcome. And now five nine one one damage. And one. the other one I can't ever remember. <laughs> so people have been submitting their suggestions for, for boy bands they need to be reformed. And one of the ones that came quite high was Sync. And our last episode that we put out this week about the boy band con was most oh, very heavily discussed in sync. I know, I don't think we want to preempt this too much. I think we can't expect NSYNC to reunite until we've done our NSYNC episode. I see, okay. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, good point. I, and I feel very strongly that these newfound powers we have should only be used for good. For good, okay, okay, yeah. Like, no, no one wants no, a C-note right. reunion. No. <laughs> <laughs> or... Oh, that's a good that's a good topic for an episode. What boy bands do we not want to reunite? The oh. Jacksons. Yeah. <laughs> Jacksons still perform though, as the Jacksons. Yeah, they do. They're cheap. I can get them for you if you want. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, good. we'll work on that. We'll figure out what yeah. boy band we're going to reunite next. So, what else has been happening, boy band wise? Literally tumbleweed blowing past. <laughs> I'm trying to think of stuff that's happened that I can talk about. Yeah. Because we talked about the thing I'm not allowed to talk about oh, on last yeah, week's mini. Yeah, we did, yeah. Fuck's sake. My plans are in full flow. Okay, that's good. That's good. We Our five episode went down well. People have said it might be their new favourite rather than the Bay City Rollers. Although 
I think that's always going to be a strong contender. The basic role is, mm, yeah. Mm. Um, that's it. It's just the boys are back tour and the boy band con. I mean, it's a lot. It is. A, it has been a heavy boy band week. It has. Oh, Jonas have a new singer out called Cool. Called what? Cool. Cool? Yeah. How's it go? Is it cool, like the call, or cool, cool. like the opposite As of hot? Like daddy cool. Oh. He's Big papa cool. Like <laughs> oh, we don't, we know. There's no disco. There's cool. no disco on this I podcast. Love a bit of disco. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> we you said that at the same time. <laughs> here last week and said when you used to go out clubbing, you used to go to the cheesy clubs. How can you say that? I hate the not disco section. Because they used to play the disco quite early on. And I could, that was when I was at the bar drinking. Okay, and then you'd come out for the more up-to-date stuff. Right. So disco was very much my era of being a little kid, <laughs> having so house parties. <laughs> no, but when we'd have, like, so every year our house on the street, so everyone in my street moved in at the same time. Yeah. All 20 houses, all, you know, it was a new build, we all went at the same time. Yeah. So everyone was friendly. New Year's Eve, the, the New Year's Eve party on the street would always be at our house. Mm. So, and then there'd be other parties, like the the people three or four doors up would have summer parties. Yeah. And the disco music brings back such amazing memories of being a little kid at those street house uh, parties. So yeah, I okay. do love a bit of disco. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Okay, so we should get on with this week's episode. So we're going to do... Boy the... Band World Cup next. Yes. And we'll be back in a moment. Okay then. Okay, so time to fess up. Yeah, and I, I feel the confession's completely on me. I agree. <laughs> because I'm in charge of this aspect of the podcast. I 100% completely forgot to put up the polls for the Boy Band Video World Cup on Saturday because I was too busy doing my research and yeah. watching the Boy Band yeah. con for the third, fourth and fifth times <laughs> that it just completely escaped my notice that I'd not done it. So mm. what is going to happen right here, and you're going to hear a change in the sound, this is why we're explaining, mm is I am going to put the polls up Sunday evening and Amy and I are going to have a phone call yeah. where we shit talk each other off about which of our boy bands won. Yeah. So by the magic of editing, that is coming next. So. Hey. <laughs> Here are the results of the boy band video World Cup semi-finals. Ooh. You ready? You ready? I mean... Yeah, go on. I'd like okay. to actually make sure we've counted every single vote. Of course. I've, uh, Amy, I even counted your votes from Elvis. Uh, hey, they weren't my votes. They were Elvis's votes. He's getting so dexterous with the phone now, <laughs> I find I that. I, I Like how you were telling me the other day how he tried to start typing my name on your phone, yes. which I still think was a cry for help. That wasn't on my phone. That was on my laptop. Oh, he was yeah. emailing emailing me so should we get down to the serious business this is no. the result that everyone's Can you tell waiting. i'm i'm delaying <laughs> slightly okay so okay the Go. result of the most important match that everyone's tuning in for mm-hmm. the boy band video world cup semi-final wham 33 percent nsync 67 percent that's i'm i'm quite impressed actually that wham got 33 yeah i think they got 
quite a few of the Brit votes. So I think and that is yeah. such a fun video. I said all along, like yeah. I put this in. It wasn't the greatest song, but I really, really loved that video. It just felt boy bandy. Yeah, but they they beat Backstreet Boys right before Insync, didn't they? So like they've they've done a they've done well. Wham. Yeah. Okay. So that's it. Um, drop this into the podcast, and I'll um see you next week. oh do you want to know look i decided having had very little to do with the boy band video world cup that i was going to do a bit of a campaign plan (laughs) to try and muster some votes for taylor wanted to try and put i counted how much your bit of a campaign was amy do you want to know how many tweets you sent oh did you really Go on, tell me. 48. Did I? 48 <laughs> tweets. <laughs> how many do I normally send in a month? Like, I don't know. Do you know how many tweets I sent? Go on. Four. For fuck's sake. Do you know what? But I that's more, thought... actually. I probably, if my, if I didn't have work people on my account, I'd have probably done it a bit more. But I'm like, oh, I yeah. don't want to piss off everyone at work with my constant yeah. going on about boy bands. Someone sent me an email at work today. And um, I'd been out at lunchtime and bought everyone in the department treats and she yeah. said email she was sitting behind me she's like i spy with my little eye something beginning with b and i was like if you're not talking about boy bands don't fucking come at me <laughs> and she's like no biscuits <laughs> <laughs> well I, I agreed to a second date with a guy today and i, I well, i'm not a date today but i agreed to go today on another date with him in the future and i said to him this time maybe we can talk about something other than boy bands and he was <laughs> oh shit he listens to this so I'm forget that. Let's move on. <laughs> so yes. Anyway, as I was saying, I wanted to do a bit of a campaign because I'm very aware that a lot of our fans and followers are in um, America, and a yeah. lot of them are new kids fans it, because it's, like, it's, a, it's something like 56, 57 percent of our listeners are there, and then everyone else yeah. is like UK and then spread out around the world. We still yeah. need to do that shout out for all our strange little countries like the ones we've oh, got one you know i had a look a couple of days ago Whoa. just out of interest yeah there's some really interesting ones on <laughs> there so yeah we do we'll definitely do that so yeah i just thought i would try and muster up some and i know that there are one or two people who've been very aggressive with me and told me that they voted for the video even though we know everyone's voting for their favorite boy uh, band. Just, just to be fair i i believe that like you were being quite forthright and I'm not sure like I one of the girls on Facebook definitely wasn't being aggressive she was just kind of like no I did it like I was told to do it and so you can be very bullshit can't you oh fuck yeah especially when people <laughs> use passive aggressive hashtags I don't like a passive aggressive hashtag I like you use one. To say what they mean oh I don't I don't use them I use aggressive aggressive hashtags <laughs> it's completely different it was fun I did find it and I possibly would have joined in more if it hadn't the bulk if it hadn't fallen a when I was asleep and yeah, b when I, I had a stupidly busy day at work because uh, when we did when we we agreed to kind of we had a like um a ceasefire yeah. <laughs> about 11 p.m midnight because I was like I really have to sleep can we yeah, cut this off yeah, now yeah and you still sent a tweet after that you looked no, cute I, you know what <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I was like, yep, ceasefire, that's fine, yep. And then I said to you, and you were like, you're supposed to be fucking in slip. I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. So, yeah, but anyway, I think we 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 made a valiant effort us yeah, take that it was good so it was really give us good fun. it was it was and really good fun, and I'm I, fucking exhausted, but it was I really think, good fun. I think at the point that the new kids 
put it on his Instagram <laughs> that you were never gonna because I mean it's split into I don't, people that don't listen to us every week it's split into three parts there's a Facebook vote which is just the people yeah. in our Facebook group it's not huge so that's always going to be a small vote there's the Instagram vote where we have our most followers and then there's the Twitter vote mm. where it's kind of almost as many as Instagram but not quite as much mm. and the Take That Fans won the Twitter vote by miles by by fucking miles the thing is though they started off with the lead and then the new kids took over and then take that got the lead back again and then it for the last hundred votes it stayed at the same percentage so we must have been getting the same amount of votes for both bands yeah from or once on. once you get a higher number it takes yeah more votes it takes a lot right then. yeah yeah right but I've calculated it all down. I did the maths properly and I've got my workings out in case you want to see it. So the final <laughs> result. <laughs> like on countdown. <laughs> I was like, do I need to get an independent person in to do the maths for us here? Is she going to call me a liar? Um, so the final you. result of the boy band video World Cup semi-final two is <sighs> take that. Now, now, take that 45.5%, New Kids on the Block, 55.5%. It's like Brexit all over again. Now, I have to say, I'm I'm, I'm really impressed that it was as much as that, to be honest. So okay. It was really, and it was good fun. It was, it kind it was of got really my good fun. blood pumping. So the it was thing great. is, we never, ever, ever intended on pitching our boy bands against each no. other, ever. That's not our intention at all. We've yeah. always said that our fangirl community is for all fangirls of all boy bands. And we never want to be like, oh, my boy band's better than your boy band, even though that is absolutely what we've just done. Yeah. But it just kind of happened that way, which proves we haven't fixed. Was, I mean, fixed that was partly because we had to do the redraw at the start because of the cheating at the beginning of the competition the Hanson fans hadn't cheated yeah and also I did me saying well what did she say she said something like fair in love and Hanson yeah (laughs) I love that I thought it was brilliant it was fair in love and had had the competition gone the way we asked everyone to do it our boy bands would never have been in the semi-final we both agreed that they were both shit videos but they were fun videos I absolutely thought the Backstreet Boys would wipe the floor with this competition so so we need to get ourselves into the Backstreet Boys community a little bit more don't we yeah yeah so the the final is between the final is between New Kids on the Block and NSYNC right well we better start getting tweeting for NSYNC then (laughs) now now Lance Bass is our mate he's gonna right right behind the NSYNC side of this campaign Bass RT does guys so Go and have a look if you haven't seen that. It's very exciting. Yeah. And I think that's it. I think we should fire straight back into the podcast because we've now talked for over 10 minutes about one match. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, it was worth noting, I we thought. We do like so. a chat, don't we? Okay, great. So, okay. again, like we said, by the power of editing, we're now jumping straight back into this week's boy bands for Not Lou Pelman Week. Okay, so that was an interesting result, wasn't it? Yeah, I feel deserved. So do the, I. The right team won. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, in our continuation of It's Not Lou Pearlman Week. It isn't. We are going to do, I'm doing two boy bands this week, are you cool with that? Yes. It might make the podcast 42 hours long, but I feel people can... Well, as we discussed in the last episode, it's going to be Backstreet Boys and Sync. so I am comfortable, I am ready, I am good to go. Please carry on. <laughs> so, 
Formed in 1997 and a product of the famed Lou Pearlman boot camp, uh. Take Five... Which sounds like a cross between Take That and Five. Not really a thing. That's not... Yeah, they're not. Okay. Um, take Five <laughs> aimed to... Follow in the footsteps of their predecessors, the Backstreet Boys and and, and NSYNC. Oh, so we've skipped over the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC here. Yes, okay. sorry, I've moved on. I've, we're going deep, like, further on into the history of Lou. Good old Lou, okay. Okay. The bands that have shone the spotlight on manager Lou Pearlman and what appears to be a magic touch for creating bands that make girls want to scream. Mm. The band are formed of brothers Ryan, 17, and Jeff, 13. Uh, Jeff goes by the name of Clay for some reason. Absolutely nowhere could I find any explanation of why Jeff's called Clay. Because but we're going Jeff's with it in the not same really way that 13 one year old's Jonas... name. <laughs> <laughs> Paul slash Kevin, yes. yes. Tilkey, who's 16. Stevie Skullthorpe, sorry, Tilkey Jones, 16. Stevie Skullthorpe, 14. And Tim, TJ Christopher, who's 13. Oh, so he. Is... Now he. Was the one in the boy band con? Yes. Got it. And this is Lou's youngest band. These yes. are proper, they're, they're kids when they get signed up. So they were between 13 and 16, did you say? 17 was the oldest. Right. That's Ryan Goodall, one of the brothers. Hmm. TJ had won a Search for a Star competition in 1995, and off the back of this, he'd ended up performing in Les Miserables on Broadway. Okay. Stevie Sculthorpe was a model, a child model, and had acted in some commercials. The brothers Ryan and Clay were both trained pianists and had also worked doing commercials and theatre. And Tilkey had played drums in a ska punk group. So this Tilkey's 16 and he's into ska punk. And Tilkey's already my favourite. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of them now, so I have a visual. Okay. Ryan, Clay and TJ had all sung together in the Minneapolis Boys Choir. So they knew each other before... The three of them relocated to Orlando when they heard that there was an open call for a new Lou Perman band and they went and auditioned. Stevie was from Miami. He signed up and became the fourth member. So the the three, so Ryan Clay and TJ went down together, auditioned together, got in together. They were already a group Mm. that were, that gelled well together. They'd known each other since they were kids. They went in as a threesome got signed up as a threesome. Right. Stevie went in through the normal audition process, got signed up to join the three of them. Mm. The fifth member, Tilkey, had been born in Charleston, but he'd been brought up in Vero Beach, Florida, which was quite nearby, mm. and had also been performing in theatre and singing in uh, the Scar Punk Band and another band called User Friendly. And he was approached when he was 15 to come and complete the, the Take 5 line Oh, okay. So... Whereabouts in the Lou Pearlman timeline is this? Because is it pre or post the Backstreet Boys NSYNC lawsuits? Okay, so 97 um, is the year Backstreet Boys had been in Germany, become a great success. They've returned to the US and released their debut album. So there's already a cognizance that Lou Pearlman's got quite a touch with, with boy bands. But they haven't had that lawsuit yet, no, so there's so no reason for these guys. NSYNC have just released their first album in Germany, but mm-hmm. not done anything in the States. Okay. It's not until 98 that Brian Luttrell is the first one to initiate a, a lawsuit. lawsuit. Okay. So we're, we're pre that time mm-hmm. at the minute. Okay. Uh, Lou and puts Take That Five in the house together. <laughs> Wait, you said Take That Five. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know my <laughs> which I like. <laughs> that was so good. Should I start again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to cut that. Are I you? probably am not going to cut that. <laughs> Luke Palman puts take five into a house together. Mm. It's his setup scenario now. Mm-hmm. It's what he does with all his boy bands. He feels that they bond bond together better. They become more of a family. Uh, with take five in the house, there will always be a parent with them as a chaperone looking after them. And the parents take it in turns to, to do that role, oh, to come in. Because so they're they, younger. Yeah. Yeah. As they, When they live in the house, they take voice lessons in the mornings and dance classes with a choreographer in the afternoon. The band members have said that sometimes they'd be getting up at 6am to begin rehearsals and they wouldn't end in the evening until 8pm. And also at the same time, they have a private tutor to come in and help with their schoolwork until she eventually quits. Mm -mm. Now, speeding through the take that, I cannot find anywhere. (laughs) Sorry, I said take that again. Oh my God. You need to cut that one. (laughs) Even take five's own Wikipedia page and extensive googling cannot find me the name of the five singles that i'm about to reference oh my god i can't god. find out what they are okay in 1998 take five released an eponymously titled album in europe called take five along with five singles and they have moderate success this is following the lou palman blueprint yes yeah. what he does with all his boy bands he sends them off to europe where we love a bit of pop we love a bit of boy band they hone their skills, they become perfect, and then he brings them back to the States to conquer the States. Okay. In 1999, they sign a contract with American record label Electra Records. But it's not until July 2000 that Billboard reports that they're now building up to releasing their US debut, which is an album called Against All Odds. So it's a good three years between them forming and releasing their first album in the yeah, US. Yeah, so 97 Again. is when they're formed. Yeah. 98 is when they go out to do the Europe thing. Yeah. So that they're, they're gaining age at the same time. I don't want to say the predictable, but they're getting older. So the the thirteen yeah. year olds by the time they go out to Europe are fourteen. By the time they come back to the states, they're fifteen. But they're still really young for yeah. a boy band. Yeah, they are. Uh, July two thousand, Billboard reports that they're about to release their US debut, which is called Against All Odds. This is an album, and with it, there's extensive promo. It's it. They get features in all the teen magazines, and they're going to do a two month tour of the US. This, this is exactly the same time he was putting O-Town together. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. And I think, so when you watch that make in the bat, there are these other random guys mm. that show up every now and then and really no explanation of who they are. Yeah. I'm guessing that some of these are going to be take five. And, and, there and the other, Innocence Girls are in yeah, there. there are and other LFO, boy bands he's yeah. working with at the same time. So yeah, yeah. As they're gearing up to release Against All Odds, the, at this stage... Yahoo reports that they there are over a hundred there are a hundred and four fan owned Yahoo websites about Take Five, so that's fans going. Oh, I love them. I'm going to do a website all about them. I have to share my knowledge and wow. collect pictures. A hundred and four before they've even released an album. Also, they're scheduled to be the opening act for Britney Spears throughout the summer on her tour. Jesus. The album Against All Odds features producers and songwriters that include Missy Elliott, mm-hmm. Timberland, and Diane Warren. So they're not shorting on the money here. No. They're really putting the money in. Against All Odds reaches number 26 on the Billboard chart and they basically they fail to match the expectation of becoming the next NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys. Right. And in December of 2000, the same year that they've had this... And I wouldn't even call it a flop. It's number 26 on the charts. Mm. But in December 2000, Lou Pearlman releases them from their management contract. Oh, that's a new... 
Yeah. That's a new one. Yeah. And I think there's slightly more to it than that. Yeah. And what you, I go into in a little bit what happened, but the releasing them from their contract, I think I couldn't find out exactly why. Mm. It, it's a disagreement between the band and Pullman. Okay. And the Britney Spears connection is interesting as well because she was in the original lineup for Innocence mm. as well before she went off solo and so she would have been really young then too because she was 16 when she broke out right yeah so he was obviously looking at really teenage yeah teenagers at this point um, stevie Scullthorpe leaves the group i mean they've been dropped they remain together so this is december 2000 they get dropped by lou stevie Scullthorpe leaves the group in early 2001 it's all too much for him they've been dropped really he probably can't see a point in it in april 2001 he was arrested for burglary, a battery and felony mischief for oh, getting into a bit of a scuffle at a friend's house. I mean, it sounds a bit more than a scuffle. <laughs> yeah. And then the group have to stop using the name Take 5 after a Grammy-winning gospel, gospel group called Take 6 threatened to take legal action on them. That is ridiculous. Yeah, the group falls apart soon after this. Okay. Not the end of the story. Okay. In the fall of 2001... So we call that we call that autumn. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> In the autumn of two thousand and one, Merrily Goodall, who's the mother of Ryan and Clay, mm. filed a complaint with the Florida Department of Labor for possible violations of child labor laws. Ah, oh, this is fucking good. Okay, the... I'm, I'm getting <laughs> into this now. You thought, oh, it's done. That was no, really quick. That took her five like minutes. This. We're going to file through fifty-eight Let's boy bands it. today. <laughs> The complaint says that Lou Pearlman violated rules which prohibit minors from working more than six consecutive days, working no earlier than 7am and no later than 11.30 and require that parents be notified of their children's activities. So if we go back up to how they said they were in the house where they were getting up sometimes at 6am in the morning for their voice lessons, mm. it, it's too early and they're definitely working more than... We know Lou's blueprint. They're definitely working more than oh, six yeah. days in a row. Merrily also accuses Perlman of violating the terms for receiving a state permit that allows minors to work in the entertainment industry. The Transcontinental Records vice president, who's a guy called Scott Bennett, says, Merrily Goodall is obviously fishing for something, whether it's money or whether she's jealous or upset that her boys didn't become rich and famous like some of the other bands Lewis worked with. But Merrily said the complaint is only about how Perlman horribly exploits and manipulates young people. I'm with Merrily on this. Mr. Perlman reminds me of the bully that runs around stealing kids' milk money. You carrot his bullying behaviour. It takes a while, but one day you realise your life won't be worth living until you face off with him. Go, Merrily. Yes, I mean, I'm down with her. Yeah, you I, go. Sometimes, having read a lot of the other stories i wish some of the other mums had been quite so and also uh, but i'm not gonna shy away from the fact that she's doing this after lou has dropped her kids yeah that she's not facing off against someone who's still in control of her children's career right um ryan goodall who at this stage is 21 says it's not just four years of working it's four years of slaving and it kind of is yeah palmer said his company and two record companies edel and electra had spent more than two million in advances, recording costs, wardrobe, education, meals, and travel, trying to build up the group. Which I can see that's again, yeah. he puts the chunk of money in, yeah, and lets everyone the think the chunk of stolen money in. Yeah, uh, Transcon took care of the house, but all the time we had trouble with the the electricity not being paid. This is T.J. Christopher. <laughs> 
They gave us money for groceries, but it was nowhere near enough to feed five guys. Our parents would buy us baby food for protein. What? The Goodalls, so Clay and Ryan, Christopher and Jones, that's Tilkey. So Ryan, Clay, TJ and Tilkey all said they'd never received any royalties from their merchandise and album sales. And I can kind of see that. Yeah, recoupables. The the recoupables, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. The the house rent, whatever, utilities. All the lavish dinners. The training. The tutoring. They have the extra cost of tutoring, yeah. The the complaint was dismissed in 2002, concluding that the band members were actually contractors and therefore Pullman is not subject to requirements of child labour law. No, I actually don't get how that works. No. So they're saying that they're not employees of his. Yeah, he's Uh, he's contracting mm. them to be a boy band. Yeah. But a contractor is replaceable, isn't it? It's like saying... Yeah. They're still fucking children. Yeah. I think that is a loophole that needs to be closed immediately. But he got away with it. But it's again, it's another one of those little incidents where someone's made a complaint about Lou that could have flagged up in a little bit of deeper mm. investigation. And it just may goes have away. led to yeah. all his shit being found out earlier. And it wasn't. It's something that, again, gets swept under the carpet. Yeah, yeah. Now, TJ is one of the handful of Pearlman protégés who speaks out openly about his sexual deviance. Oh, about Lou's sexual deviance. Yes, not his own. Sorry, <laughs> TJ. <laughs> TJ is one of the handful of who speaks openly about Lou's... I'm not going to use deviance again. Um about Lou's basically sexual proclivities. He had told ABC News in 2007, so timelining this, this is after Lou has gone on the run in Germany. It might even be after he was caught. So at some point, so he goes on the run in February 2007 and he's caught in June. Okay. I don't have an exact date. So TJ tells ABC News in 2007, Lou's house was a fun place to hang out. There was a pool table and slot machines. But he goes on to recall two incidents when Lou exposed himself. <gasps> One time when he answered the door to him naked, they'd rung up and said, Lou, we're coming over, we're going to play pool. And when they get there, Lou opens the door and he's naked, like, oh God, you caught me. Oh no, um, that's like the <laughs> that's like the pedo motto. Yeah. <laughs> Open the door, and, oh, you caught me. Yeah, and the other one was when he and Jeff Clay, Clay Jeff, yeah, um, they were both 13 and they'd fallen asleep at Lou's house and they woke up to Pullman jumping into bed with them. And he says, he jumped into bed in his towel, he rolled all over us and the towel fell off. Oh, I can't, I don't like it. Can you hear that bird outside? Yeah. Shut up, bird. Uh, there's also reports that Pullman took the boys to a strip club when so Ryan Goodall was 17, so the others would have been 13 or 14 at the time. Oh, God. And TJ says, my mum had a sense that things shouldn't be like this. 13-year-olds shouldn't be going out with adults and hanging out until midnight. No. I mean, no shit, mum, you think? Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> give you that idea. Yes, mum. Well, it's like that whole thing about how he would watch porn with the Backstreet Boys. He'd just throw on some porn. Yeah, I'm about to come into this. Now. Oh, just, God. The Take Five parents would take it in turns to stay at the house looking after the boys. There's one incident when one of the parents in charge had to go attend to another child who'd been in an accident. Mm. So they drop the group off at Lou's for the uh, evening, thinking Lou's going to look after them. Yeah. And poor Lou screens a Star Wars film for them. And in the middle of the Star Wars film, it suddenly turns into a pornographic video. 
doesn't happen by accident, does it? It's not just... No. I don't know. I know that my face isn't... You can't hear my face. <laughs> you can't hear my face. <laughs> okay. If you could hear Amy's face, it'd be like... Uh... Just so disappointing. Despite the nudity and porn, TJ still claims to be sceptical about the stories around Lou, mm. saying he was a weird touchy guy and would sometimes rub kids' abs. Well... Oh, God. That's the thing. They all describe him as touchy. He liked to massage you or... Uh, he, he, ugh, I yeah. fucking hate being touched uh, by anyone Lou, I don't consent Lou to. Lou Palman told Tyler Gray, who's the author of The Hit Charade, uh, in, when he was in jail, Tyler went in to see him and when he's awaiting trial, he's told what TJ's said about him. And Lou's quoted as saying, I never owned a towel that could wrap all the way around me. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> I've, been, I've been there, my friend. Have <laughs> I told you about my idea for a hotel app? No. That you do an app for hotels and instead of going, it has a lovely swimming pool, they, the beds are turned down when you ask it, leaves your chocolate, that the whole, each hotel should be judged upon whether or not they give you a towel that wraps all the way around you. Yes. And not just that, there should be other things that cater for fat people too. I can't think of any at the moment, but yeah, that's the towels. The hotel, like, that's what this made me think of. Yes. And following the breakup of Take That. <laughs> so, what happened I, when Take That broke up? What? I even said to myself in my head as I started saying that, don't say Take That, don't say Take That. <laughs> just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> following the breakup of Take Five, TJ went home <laughs> TJ went home to Minnesota and formed a band called Fat Camp. Oh, TJ. The Goodall brothers go back to school. Ryan graduated and now works as an entertainment lawyer and he's a- married to an actress called Nikki Deloach. I tried to look up what she'd been in. I didn't recognise the names of any. She could be a really huge daytime mm. TV actress. I don't really know. Okay. Jeff Clay graduated in film and television production and theatre arts and he's worked on sets for Big Brother and the Grammys. Okay. Stephen Stephen Tilkey formed a duo, but eventually Steve went off to be solo, and Tilkey goes on to pursue acting. He's had parts in Pretty Little Liars, One Tree Hill, and played Hayden Panettiere's love interest in Nashville. Oh, He's okay. Actually, a really good-looking guy. Yeah, like, okay. He's got that really, really strong chin of an actor. Okay. Like, oh yeah, no, I'd see that. <laughs> like Quagmire out of Family Guy. In I don't know who that is. <laughs> I watch Family. You, I'll show I don't you a find Family Guy funny. Oh, I haven't watched it for years, but it is fucking hilarious. Uh, in two thousand and nine, nine rumors did surface of a reunion, and at the same time there was a pick of all five members together, but it eventually came to nothing. Mm. And that is the story of Take Five. Well, at this stage they're not together, but after this podcast airs, well, who knows? Who knows? I mean, I don't want to foreshadow, but who knows? <laughs> Okay, well, that was take that five. Very good. We'll <laughs> take think... a break and come back to the next... The next boy band. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Next boy band. Let's do it. Continuing not Lou Pearlman week. Did you do it in order so the better story comes second? I, or is it chronological? I did it chronologically Does because mean... we're... The timeline of this band mm. falls in with Lou's. The timeline of Hello. where this boy band falls in Lou's timeline is very. It fits in with the boy band con. Okay, got it. Put together in 2005. Oh, shit. So we're very late into Lou's. Very late. This is He's had a good 10. 
11, 12, 13 years okay. of doing boy bands. Put together in 2005 in conjunction with RTL TV series called Big in America. Oh. Which follows the mould of making the band with a series of auditions and a final five-piece group being formed and put in a house together to hone their talents. Yeah. But in German. <laughs> so I tried to sit and find the episodes to watch oh, on YouTube. Jesus Christ. And I don't even have basic German. I so mean, I, gave I have up, I, I mean, I gave basic. it five minutes and I was like, no, there's just no point. This is a waste of my time. Yeah. 5,000 people auditioned and the final lineup consisted of German-born Christoph Watrin and Michael Johnson, Americans Izzy Gallegos and Richie Stringini, and London-born Tariq J. Khan. Richie Stringini, will name Chris, was born in Chicago. <laughs> I don't know why they keep changing the names. Actually, they changed the names in this one because there's two Chrises. Oh, that makes sense. So he was born in Chicago in 1986. So when the band are put together, he's 19. Okay. Chris Richie, Richie Chris, had modelled and acted as a, as a child from the age of four. If you look at pictures of him, you can really see it. He's definitely got that What's blonde this hair. What's the boy band called? Oh, sorry. The boy band is called Us Five. Okay. I'm just going to get a visual, but please continue. Okay. Izzy Gallegos was born in 1983 in Stockton, California. So he's 22 when the band are formed. But the biography about him for the band claims he's 15. Oh, sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) Say that bit again. Sorry, I was looking at this picture. Is this them? Yes. They're really good looking boys. They're really cute, aren't they? Yeah. Sorry, they, he was 32, but they said no, he was 15. No, 22. Okay, right, I misheard. But still, 22, 15. That's like uh, James Vanderbeek when he was playing Dawson Leary. He was 22, but he was playing a 15, And Luke Perry when he was playing... Oh, yeah, I mean, he was 36 and he was playing a 17-year-old. Yeah. Well, so Luke the, Perry, R.I.P. The ages that I take, that of, like the ages they claim they were, have come from a fan, a, a fan site I found for Us Five, at the start of last week, I had found the original TransCon webpage for Us5. <gasps> when I went back to find it again, I couldn't get into the Wayback oh, Machine. That's you know how sad. you can find that stuff on the Internet Archive? I'd lost it, so I can't confirm what they were claiming. This comes from a fan site, which I assume is accurate. Okay. Izzy had previously performed with a band called The Exact Band, which had opened for both Aaron Carter and Jessica Simpson on tour. Okay. He left that band in 2005 after being spotted by Lil Pellman. Jay Khan... Which one's, which one's the old one? Just point them out. I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, is he... Uh, hang on, he's the one that looks gothy. So he, the dreads? Yeah, and that one is going to be the one on the left. The one with the dreads? Yeah. Right. Jay Khan was born Tariq Jay Khan in London in 1982, so he's 23 when the band are formed... Jay's parents are from, his father's from Pakistan and his mum's from the UK. He was raised as a liberal Muslim and they moved to Berlin when he was very young. Right. And he he was also, he was already a songwriter before he auditioned for Us Five. He'd been, he'd been writing songs for boy bands, not any massive successful. I thought successful... you were going to say he'd written songs before they moved to Berlin. And I was going to go, <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Michael Johnson was born in 1987 in Mainz in Germany. And he's 18. Christoph Watrin was born in Cologne in 1995. He's 20 when a band are formed, but the biography says he was 16. Right, okay. Christoph had been the member of a member of a gospel choir, so he's also had experience singing. 
they released their debut debut single Maria in two thousand and five. So this is the same year as the TV series. They're working off the back of okay. They they've got the success and the promotion built into the TV series. The single comes out and it tops the charts in Germany, and also made top ten in Austria and Czechoslovakia, which was still a thing. Oh, what in two thousand and five? No, that's weird. This is very Jonas. It's very S Club. It's that whole TV show. Yeah, it's a built-in promotion for mm. the band. It's exactly what Lou, when the boy band thing was beginning to fail and Lou did making the band, which really was the kind of the genesis of reality TV. Yeah. We'd had the MTV, the real the world, real world thing, yeah, yeah. But this was the genesis. This came before the X Factors and the Pop mm. Idols. Mm. So he's trying to repeat the success. Making the band did, yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to repeat the success of making the band. But at this stage, Germany's his market. Cause yeah. Yeah, because we know they all start in Germany. And also the boy band thing is starting to not necessarily be a massive success in the US anymore. Right. The single Maria sold half a million copies in the US, eventually making gold status. And I can't find a release date for it there, but it follows his his blueprint. They get their success in Europe before he takes them over to the US. Was it an original song? It wasn't a cover of another song? No, it's an original song because Jay Khan is has a credit on the writing for it got it okay in october 2005 they released their second single which is called just because just because of you and that's quickly followed by an album called here we go in november the album reached number five in austria and number seven in germany where it attained triple gold status wow okay us five have been described by lou perlman as the ultimate boy band Oh, I think we might refute that, Lou. (laughs) Which probably means that he was not only the sixth member, but maybe the seventh and the eighth member and was getting an extra extra special cut for him to consider them to be above all other boy bands. I don't know, man. That doesn't sound like Lou. That doesn't sound (laughs) like the Lou I know. (laughs) In January 2006, so right after the album comes out, Richie Stringini hits the headlines in Germany after he's allegedly caught on camera being given oral sex in the toilets at a nightclub. The management insists he was feeling sick and vomiting and he was in the toilet cubicle with a friend to help him. A guy in the stall next to him takes a picture because he thinks that the other guy with him is his boyfriend and he's cheating on him. Right, so he's in a cubicle with another guy, not with a girl. Yeah. And, okay. Being given a blowjob. But they say not. Not blowjob. Yeah. Definitely he's was a blowjob. He's sick and someone has got their head in his crotch to try and help him out because he's vomiting. I mean, it sounds legit. The guy in the next door thought that the the giver was <laughs> the donor. The, the blower rather than the blowy. <laughs> yeah. Was his boyfriend. So he'd taken a picture over the top of the cubicle oh as evidence to say to his boyfriend, look, I know you're cheating on me. And it I've turned out picture. to be... Richie Stringini. person, yeah. So he attempts to blackmail him and he gets arrested. The photo taker, not Richie Stringini. Got it. Damn right. It all blows over very quickly. Lou buys somebody out of something. Yeah. (laughs) In the summer of 2006, they begin extensively touring the UK. They're playing under 18 clubs and festivals ahead of the single being released in the UK in September. It only scrapes in at the top of the at the end of the top 40 it it goes in at number 38 so and when was this sorry this is summer of 2006 okay so we're a year and a bit on from the tv series the tv series does get shown over here on mtv mm. i 
I can't find it with an English translation on it. I've tried, yeah. so I can't. I don't know if MTV showed it. There was a different version that they put out over here with whether it was done in English. Okay. I don't can't imagine it was a massive success if it was in German. Yeah, and in our t- in our boy band timeline, two thousand six was the summer of the Take That reunion tour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Perfect. Actually, that makes sense because in a lot of the interviews I read, they did a lot of press in the UK in the build-up to the single coming out. Yeah. In a lot of them, Tariq, or keep calling him Tariq, he's known as Jay, and a lot of them, Jay talks about how he'd been educating the other guys in the band about Take That and they wanted to emulate Take That success. Amazing. So that makes a lot of sense because now. Because Take That would have been massive time. at that time, yeah. Um, in the October 2006, they have to issue a video to their German fans, to their German fans, assuring them that they're not quitting Germany to move to England, after the press had started to report that they were moving out. So the German fans are all up in arms, like we made you, Don't we you love, love you. the tabloids. Uh, in November 2006, they drop their second album, which is called In Control, and it gains relative success, reaching the top ten in Germany and Austria. At the end of 2006, they go home for Christmas, you know, they have a break for the holidays, they're all due back in Germany at the start of 2007. Yeah. And this is my favourite bit of this story, and I st- really did stumble across it. I found it in one place, and I spent hours and hours googling every possible combination of Us, us 5, Lou Pearl, and Us it's 5, really and each hard. That's like a really hard thing to Google, Us 5, yeah. isn't it? It's like trying to Google, take that, they're well, just two words. Any of these minor boy bands, I think both you and I found in doing yeah. research, that sometimes it's really hard to find information yeah. on them, you literally have to do a deep dive yeah. into it and look at every single page. Yeah. So, but this nugget came out of it. Richie Stringini is grounded by his parents who refuse him permission to continue in Us 5 <laughs> and keep him at home in Wheaton, Illinois after the holidays. What did what did he do? At is this, it the blowjob thing? At this stage, he's 20, although they're still claiming that he's only 18. So how are they grounding a 20-year-old? Okay, no, keep know. going, continue. So at this stage, he's 20, but, you know, carry on, mum and pop, do what you need to do. The rest of the band took to using the TV promotions for their next single, which is called One Night With You, to put out pleas to his parents, who are Robert and Kathleen. They, they, their interviews are basically them pleading with Robert and Kathleen to let him return. And Jay has to explain to fans that he's he's not being imprisoned. Like, <laughs> he's free to go, but his parents have strict morals and they've kind of got the wrong impression of what the group's activities are, which is probably the blowjob thing. They think he's gay. And he's trying to respect his parents... Oh, God, that's so sad. Okay. <laughs> By January 2007, Richie Stringini rejoins the band. He's Great. back. He's been released. Okay. Welcome back, Richie. This is not a um, Fritzl situation. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, we should have taken that. that too far. It's Sorry. fine. Continue. No one noticed. <laughs> okay, so here we get into it. February the 1st, 2007, us five win an award for the best international group at the Golden Camera Awards in Germany. Oh. It's one of these TV awards that's set up by a magazine, so it's sponsored by a magazine, the public vote. And as part of this, they perform live on the show and they accept their award. And among what seems like a thank you list of like 50 fucking people, the guy just goes like name after name after name. And it's not like the Oscars. He's definitely not getting 90 seconds. This guy goes <laughs> on forever. Who is it speaking? It is, I want to say, it's 
is he? But I can't really remember. It's okay. all in German. Okay. So among the many, many thanks that they give, they give a shout out to Lou Pearlman, who sat in the audience watching them receive their awards. Right. And it's along the lines of, we love you, Lou. This footage goes on to receive blanket coverage across the United States, not because us five are about to make it big there, but because it becomes the last known sighting of Lou Pearlman before he goes on the run. <gasps> the Ooh. very next morning, so February the 2nd, 2007, the very next morning, an Orlando judge orders a seizure, orders a seizure of the corporation. Orders, orders a Caesar salad. <laughs> yes, orders a Caesar. The very... Stop it. My teeth. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah. So after their judge has had his Caesar salad for breakfast, he goes on to issue a seizure of corporation after they confirm that they found in, found incidents of fraud and want to question Lou Perlman about the hundreds of millions mm. of money that investors have given him. He's not seen again until he's arrested in Bali in June the same year. So that's the last sight and that's the have you seen this man? Do you think he went footage. straight to Bali? No, there's let me go into the loop. That makes timer. sense. So, that makes total sense why it's a German tourist who spots him because he was in Germany and that footage has probably been yeah, so going in into Germany. my little Perlman mm. timeline. Perlman was found in Bali and extradited back to the US after the Indonesian police decide they didn't want him. There'd been reported sightings of Perlman in Panama, Spain, Israel, Switzerland, Belarus and Russia. Hmm. But, you know, it could have just been another random white <laughs> fat man with big 70s specs. At a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> Following Perlman's arrest it starts to go downhill for the band. They suffer from constant personnel changes. So 2007, Michael Johnson leaves for a solo career as placed by someone called Vince Thomas. In 2008, Christoph Watrin leaves citing health problems and burnout syndrome, stating that he, he was never going to make music again. He's replaced by someone called Case Clayton. Uh, and now that... So with those personnel changes... Four of the five members of the band are now Americans, so they relocate relocate to the States. That's around the same time that Perlman himself relocates into a Florida jail for 25 years. Oh, or not 25 years. Well, I don't know in the end. We talked about it three days ago. <laughs> in 2009, Vince Thomas, who was a replacement, he leaves and... In order to replace him, they hold a nationwide contest called Make Us Five Again to find a replacement. And this competition is won by someone called Jason Penner. They continue to release singles all throughout. So post, lose, escape, arrest. They continue to release singles throughout 2007, 8 and 9. And one of these singles is a cover of Too Much Heaven, which is a BG song. And it includes an appearance by actual Robin Gibb. Oh, but despite their attempts to break into the US market, the band eventually split up in 2010. Right, okay, well, they had five years. They did have five years of a little bit of drama. Yeah, it was quite dramatic. Yeah, so post Us Five, Richie Stringini, uh, after the kidnap and rejoining the band in 2007, he remained with them till the breakup in 2010. He has now trained as a nurse and works in maternity care. Oh. Izzy Gallegos has said he had no regrets about working with Pullman and he believes that if Lou hadn't got caught up and arrested, 
that us five would have had a huge chance to continue in the States and be as successful as they were in Europe. In 2008, he does a production called The Daniel and Izzy Show, which is a him singing and guitar. Jay Khan now is still very much in music. He puts out singles with a band who I wanted to look up how you pronounce it, and I didn't. So this is my attempt at German with a band called Gross Start Freund. And in 2017, he started putting out German folk music and he had a lot of child success with that. He also owns an Italian restaurant in Berlin with his father. Chris Watrin, who said he never wanted to work in music again, studied elementary music education. He has said that Us Five destroyed his life. Mm. Uh, Despite saying he'd never make music again, he formed a new band called, again, I didn't look up how you pronounce it, Stackinty. I'm going to call a German later and you might have to overlay my pronunciation. No one knows, mate. I don't know how popular we are in Germany. (laughs) If you're in Germany, tell us how badly Zoe just said all that stuff. In November 2018, Christoph Watrin and Izzy Gallegos performed together in Cologne doing some covers and original songs under the name The Izzy and Chris Show. It was to a room of less than 100 people, but they're still active and doing music. There's no sign of a natural reunion together. And that is the story of Us Five, the boy band that set Lou Pearlman on the run. Do you think that they're Us Five or US Five? I think it's Us Five. Because mm. it looked like it was all one work. Like it was, yeah, and was when no they space. did that, the auditions to the replacement, make US Five again, doesn't make as much sense as make Us Five again. You're right, yes. I'm going with us five. Yeah, it's us five. We just we just know how Lou liked, you know, LFO. Oh, so, yeah, know, BSB. So, but yeah, cool. It's really interesting because we've had these boy band names floating around on our chart for months. And yeah, when I sat and went through Wikipedia and looked at everything that came up when you put in the word boy band, I made a note of every single one. That's why our little because ch- sometimes I'm like we're never going to remember where I found them. Mm. So for some of them I'll put Wikipedia or like the some Australian fans have given us a load of boy band names. Yes. So on our little notes thing I'll put Australian. So yeah, but we have these names and don't really know anything about them at all. Nothing at all. They're way past our our boy band phase. Not that we're out of our boy band phase, but our. Yeah, but the, like us five were big in Germany, and then by the time they came to the UK, take that, we're back together, and you weren't looking for another boy band. Absolutely not. I, to be honest, I wasn't even looking for take that at that point, but they <laughs> found me. So stalkers. Mm, yeah, yes, back off, Gary. I've had enough. So we have scored. We have not scored. I'm going to score right now. Okay, back in two minutes. scores take five together for five years average style didn't lose any members they didn't play any instruments they didn't song write and tilky jones very successful as his post boy band career us five sold half a million records in the states they were together six years they look really good style wise yeah they look great they have that they're they're very hot on the hair. They did lose <laughs> they two have mem- hair. <laughs> they did lose two members. Uh, Jay plays instruments, songwrites, and he has a 
fairly successful post-career. So it puts them into the mix in the Ultimate Boy Band chart. They fall in among all those, the raft of X Factor bands that we had together. Us five just cracked the top ten. They are now our number ten band. And Take Five go into the mix there. So our current top ten is, at number one, remaining strong after week 13. It's not week 13, is it? Because... Two, of the, week, two yeah. of the weeks were them. Yeah. <laughs> and two of the weeks were us getting drunk. Yeah. I'm still no. going after week 13. So we're remaining strong after episode 13. There we yes. go. Yeah. <laughs> is number one, the Bay City Rollers. Number two, the Jonas Brothers. Number three, five. Three. Number four, Bross. Number five is Human Nature. Six, LFO. Seven, Big Fun. Number eight, Journey South. Number nine, the McDonald Brothers. And number ten is Us Five. It's not long before we're going to have a full top 20, I know, Amy. I feel, I really feel like, <laughs> oh my God, we've got an actual chart now. So yeah. that's really cool. I love that. Great. Do we know what we're doing next week? Oh, fuck. So we have to think about next week already. Um... Well, I'm going to be telling you all about the gig that I'm at tonight. So you're saying it's my turn to research again? No. Okay. No, no, no. no. Do we want to carry on with the Loop Album Boy Bands? Mm. Or do we want to give it a little break? I think we should have a break. We should do another Loop. We can do another Not Loop Album Week, can't we? When we do the Loop Album story. Yeah. And then the the remainder of his bands. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So next week will be my week. And I will pick another boy band. Let me know what boy band you want me to do. And obviously, if you're on Patreon and you're one of our highest tier members, come so and chat back, to us. The backstage pass. If yeah. You've got oh. The backstage pass and you get to choose your yeah. boy band for us to do and take part in the episode. So let so me know what I'll you think. Thank you to everyone that has actually signed up to help us on Patreon. It's it, amazing. It really makes a difference. So with the, the money we've got so far, we've been able to buy a microphone that we can take on the road with us so we can do out and about recordings. That's going to be really helpful rather than us trying to record it on our iPhones yet still keep space to take pictures of our boy bands yes. on stage. And we've also improved one of our sound situations. So this episode should be coming to you. Zoe is coming to you from a new mic. Yes. Which means that I shouldn't, there should be any incidents of me being echoey this week. Or static. <laughs> so if you want to help us support us, it really, really does make a difference because even the, the tiny little things, like it's an hour each way for me to get to and from Amy. So that's, mm. you know, the amount I'm spending on petrol or gas, as you call it. Gasoline. It all builds up. So it really does help. Yeah. Our, Patreon campaign is www.patreon.com forward slash boybands. And come follow us on our socials. Forget Facebook, but we're on <laughs> <laughs> we're on Twitter at the Boy Band Pod. On Instagram at I'm with the Boy Band. Or you can email us at theboybandpod at gmail.com. We are on Facebook. Oh. You can come and join me on Facebook. Amy doesn't have to take part. Go and join Zoe on Facebook and talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> and your little task for this week is to go find one friend who hasn't heard about us and get them to subscribe. Or, more importantly, steal their phone and give us a five-star review yes. <laughs> on Apple. Do you know, I still am getting feedback from loads of people, either people who've been listening from the beginning or people who are new to the podcast, and they're all saying that even if they're not boy band fans, they're really enjoying listening to the stories, they find it really interesting, and 
the other little nugget of feedback I keep hearing is everyone can tell what good friends we are oh. and what a nice connection we have. Technically what good actors we are because I really don't oh, like you that well, much. Well, I have mentioned You're that. Such bad taste in boy bones. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> right, that's it. We're not going to fall out over this. So the boy band chart is really starting to take shape. Yeah, the ultimate boy band chart. But remember... The ultimate boy band isn't the one that falls at the top of our chart. It's the one that was there for you when you needed them the most. And got you from there to here. Bye. Credits go to... Tyler Gray for The Hit Charade, Lance Bass and YouTube for The Boy Band Con, The Lou Pearlman Story, and a plethora of articles that I found from random Googling that I, if any of them are really worthwhile, I'll put links up on the notes for the show. Our theme music is Fire and Lights, Dance With You, from the book trilogy songsaboutagirl.com by Chris Russell. That was all wrong, but you get the gist. <laughs> and thanks this week, we've already done. But again, Lance, you're a ledge. Bye. <laughs>